the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Adam Foss is a uh, is a new friend, and he's the founder and executive director of Prosecutor Impact. He is a juvenile justice reformer, uh, and he is somebody who is he, who will challenge your thinking. And I think is a is an honest, open guy that wants to really have a dialogue. And I, I called him earlier this week and and asked about what was happening in in Parkland High School. Because the last time Adam was on, we talked about how we needed to be able to get kids so they are not going into the justice system. What can we do to keep kids out of the justice system? I read about Parkland High School had The Promise, uh, which was kind of along those same lines. And I wanted to know from Adam, is this the same kind of program? And if so, what's gone wrong here in Florida? Welcome to the program, Adam. How are you? Glad I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's it's good to talk to you. All right. So as somebody who believes that the justice system is flawed and that we are putting just we're just we're just putting people into a system that just is, is broken. However, I want to make sure that the bad guys, the people who can really do damage also aren't giving aren't given so many chances like this kid was in Florida. Can you tell me what you know about the system of the promise and where it failed, if you think it did. Sure. Um, the rhetoric right now about this having anything to do with the failure of school discipline policies is, to me, like politicizing something that started back at Columbine, where in the wake of Columbine, we instituted zero-tolerance policies to prevent mass shootings in schools. What those zero-tolerance zero policies did a really good job of was creating the school-to-prison pipeline, which is one of the many things that con- have contributed to mass incarceration, but certainly dispro- disproportionately affects young people of color and poor kids, kids with special needs and disabilities in school, because it gave teachers and administrators the tool of uh, arrest, as opposed to other things that we grew up with to discipline school kids. Um, that's not what happened here. In fact, uh, Mr. Cruz was uh, suspended and expelled from his schools. There was, mm-hmm. It wasn't the reticence of teachers to discipline this kid. It was the failure of people to, to see what was going on when he was out of school on social media, in his home, and in the FBI. So uh, can you f- do you have any idea, being a prosecutor, you know, the the sheriff has said, well, you know, we, we couldn't do anything. Um, was this because there's speculation that the the school district was trying to, um, you know, not have their record tainted, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and not have these problems and sort of sweep them under the rug. Does that seem logical to you or does that seem like what you know? Does that seem like that could have happened? And do prosecutors have a right to go in with this particular kid and say, okay, there's something going on here. We need to make sure he's away from guns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, prosecutors don't have a right to do anything. The government doesn't have a right to do anything unless there's, you know, reasonable suspicion or probable cause or somebody makes a complaint. And to me, there were several people making complaints uh, long before Parkland. Um, he was suspended or expelled from two different private schools. He was 19 when he was in this school. People knew who he was coming in and, and, 
from the investigation, it looks like there was plenty of evidence on social media um, of his intention. It was literally this kid uh, crying, crying for, I don't want to say crying for help, but there were plenty of red flags um, that were missed somewhere along the line. What's ironic to me is that being a prosecutor in, a, in an urban city, um, we use social media all the time to target, quote unquote, at risk youth for their behavior on social media. I don't think that this is much as much as a, a school district trying to sweep something under the rug. I think it is the disparate treatment of children from different socioeconomic and different racial backgrounds um, coming to to a, a really tragic end. Could that be just because of the different communities? I mean, this, you know, this is a, uh, a community that, um, you know, cares about their image um, a great deal. And so they're they're not looking at the social media as they as they should. Or is this you just do believe that it's just race? Um, I, I don't want to say that it's just race. I see lots of kids who are not black or brown getting swept up into the system because they have okay. special needs, they have disabilities, they have behavior problems in school. Um, I, I certainly think it's more of a socioeconomic and, and a race issue. Um, I, with regard to the image of the community, um, we know that lots of things go on in wealthy or oh, yeah. more affluent communities that don't get reported. Yes, And so this is just opening a wider conversation about uh, a cost-benefit analysis. How much yeah. do we care about the way that we look, and what are we going to do to sacrifice? Yeah, to me, this uh, or to, to me, that's what this, this that's what this feels like. That it's a community, or some some leaders in the community, or school, or sheriffs. I don't know what, but s- some reason they had to. You know, let's just uh, kind of sweep this under the rug. Let's not. We don't need this kind of image, and and that's a real problem. Yeah. The. the the thing that I've been sort of like chewing on about this is um, what if what if it swings the other way? And now every time a kid says something on social media that is concerning, every time a kid um, is acting in a, in a way in school, uh, what does the other side look like? So we have to be really careful, but certainly there must be middle ground to uh, come up with interventions that are short of arrest or short of suspension and expulsion because of what we know happens to kids when they're suspended one time. Um, there must be something, some middle ground to take care of, of young people who are expressing these, these things and, and stop mass shootings from happening before they start. Isn't there, Adam, a, uh, it seems like there's a line here because, you know, what, you, what you're doing, what this program is trying to do, a lot of this has come, come along with really positive results and certainly really positive intent. Um, where you're taking people instead of, you know, they make one mistake, you're not throwing them in jail, they're not having to necessarily interact with the with the legal system. Um, and there is a there's possibly a risk where people uh, running a school might overlook someone who or or uh, I guess not overlook, but punish within the school system instead of uh, taking them to through the legal system if there was a real problem. But in this particular case, isn't just the number of incidents enough that it would overwhelm any uh, rational idea that you should only deal with this person with in-school sort of punishments, and it had to blow up into something bigger because of the scale and also the types of things he was doing, things like bringing weapons to school and things like that. Absolutely, and, and I don't understand how it got to the point that it did where, you know, even the day before, the shooting happened. The kid was posting on his social media that this was happening. This the FBI crazy. did get a report, um, but 
this this is such an aberration uh such an aberration both in sort of like the level of detail that the kids sort of like laid breadcrumbs to the fact that he's going to do this um and to obviously the carnage that he wreaked that i'm i'm reluctant to politicize it in any way to say we need to make stricter um school discipline because we again yeah i mean and we've been trying to undo that the construction of, of the school defense pipeline because of that so i i have to tell you adam i am right with you i think this is such an aberration of of just a uh, just a series of missed not red flags gigantic car flags yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean those yeah. those flags yeah. that car dealers have it, they were such huge flags the the one i heard about just the other day was when he was walking out he had changed his clothes gotten rid of the guns and he's walking out one of the students said that she looked at him and said oh my gosh when i heard there was a shooting i just thought it was you and i thought it was so prevalent <laughs> in the school yeah. That that some classmate thought, oh, I know who's doing it. That's incredible. Yeah, and and the irony is, um, in places like that, in places where um, you know we really should be thinking about where are these shootings happening, what kind of schools are they happening, and what kind of communities are they happening, and you go into those schools, and there aren't metal detectors at every entrance, there aren't police lining the hallways, there aren't um, you know cruisers waiting out back to take kids to court because they've thrown a, a pencil in the classroom. But in, in inner cities and in other poor communities that I've been to around the country uh, where there have been zero mass shootings, um, there are metal detectors at every single entrance to prevent kids from bringing weed and, and slingshots into school. Mm-hmm. So, and so again, I think this goes back to your point about imaging and, and what we're really talking about. Um, in the, in this country is is much larger than um, school to prison pipeline. It is it is exactly what you're driving at. We're we're, um, we're talking to Adam Foss, founder and executive director of Prosecutor Impact. Um, Adam, I I am gravely concerned that our country is not having a dialogue about kids that uh, are feeling um i don't know alone worthless meaningless yes. there's there's something happening and it has nothing to do with guns or school or anything there's something happening with kids and we're not having that conversation and we better have that conversation or it's going to get worse well you just you think about when i was a kid or when you were a kid and you got picked on at school you could just go home and and you're and everything would be okay you know, you'd, you'd be sad and, and, and you, you know, you're, you might not have a lot of friends at home, but you could shelter yourself from sort of the inundation of reminders of how little you matter in this world. And I can't, I can't ignore the fact that there's been an uptick mm-hmm. in this and in suicides and in hate crimes Big time. Um, in the wake of, of sort of what social media has done to our planet, where you literally cannot escape um, all the bad things that kids feel about themselves and all the ideas about what to do about it. Adam, thank you for having a reasonable conversation with us. I appreciate it. I, Always happy to do so with you, Matt. I, uh, I, saw, I saw this about the promise, and I thought, I know that's going to start getting blame on it, uh, and it's, yep. it's not what you're talking about, because this is there were, there were too many warning signs. Thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Talk to you soon. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, Prosecutor Impact with no A. 
or Adam John Foss on Twitter as well. I mean, that's the thing. You can't... Incompetence doesn't... Uh, I mean, this is a good idea underneath, right? And it's just because there's a lot of incompetence doesn't mean that the idea goes away. The, the bottom line here is that this is the most preventable mass shooting in U.S. history. I think so, too. They're, they're, you know, the idea that this is the one infi- uh, inspiring a gun debate is, is strange. Just in fact, there were so yeah. many breadcrumbs, so many ways to stop this, yeah. and it just didn't happen. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.